2 Corinthians chapter number 3. Thank you, praisers, choirs, musicians, and I don't say drummers because a drum is a musician, but musicians. Thank all of you for your service in the house of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, we're going to go down to verse number 12, and we're going to read that to the end of the chapter. Very important message. Matter of fact, uh, there's a tremendous anointing up on this word, and I thank God for it. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians three twelve. Let's read together. Seeing then that you have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, not as Moses was put a veil of his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished, but their mind were blinded. For unto this day remain the same veil on taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord, that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. He told you how you was changed by the Spirit of the Lord. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 3. We're going to read three verses, and that's going to be verse 13, 14, and 15. Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, 14, 15. Just three verses. Genesis chapter number 3, verse 13, 14, 15. When you get there, say amen. Amen. Thank you. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. What did the serpent do? The serpent beguiled her, and she did eat. And verse 14 said, And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and... Thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15, here is the promise that God made. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. We do have teaching on that, not today. Uh, You may be seated. God made a promise. Now, Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. You have given us to teach us your word. We honor you, we praise you, Father, we appreciate you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit to teach us, lead us, and guide us, and also, Lord, to change us. We're changed by the Spirit of the Lord from glory to glory. Now, thank you now for the anointing to teach your word. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. We love you, Lord, in the blessed name and the Precious Holy Spirit, we pray, and everyone agree with their prayer, say amen. 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 Uh, my, my, prayer, my prayer is, as your pastor, is that you will not be deceived. Uh, that, that is what the Apostle Paul, uh, we went through that this morning. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to jump right into the Word of God. Uh, in Genesis 3.15, uh, last week we talked about how the Lord cursed uh, the serpent head. We are moving on in, 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 in part three today. Uh, we are going to move on until the, to part 
part four. How did the serpent deceive Eve? That's what I want to talk about. If I can find out how he did it, I can make sure it don't happen to me, I'll make sure it don't happen to you. So we're going to talk about once again, how did the serpent deceive Eve? Uh, now, I showed you this morning and I gave you 1 Timothy 2.14. You can write that down. I showed you that Eve was the one that would deceive. Eve, how did the serpent deceive Eve? 1 Timothy 2.14. Then we're going to show you some things that we're on on because these things we got to get into. Are are you ready back there? Thank you very much. All right, now, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 14, just one verse. How did the serpent deceive Eve? We showed you that in Genesis chapter 3, 15 already. Showed you that in verse 13, 14, and 15, that the, that the serpent deceived Eve. In 1 Timothy 2, 14, the Bible said, and Adam was not, read with me, and Adam was not deceived, but the, the woman was deceived, was in a transgression. So it wasn't Adam deceived. Adam was a type of Christ. And the woman was a type of the church. So that's why when you get, you get into the words, you have to know what the word means. So then when Paul taught this in 2 Corinthians 11, let's go to 2 Corinthians 11, and we're going we're gonna to read this out of King James this time. Well, we're going to be reading out of the NLT a lot in this teaching that I'm doing today. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, Would to God you would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. And then he said in verse number 2, he's going to take you to he said, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. He's talking to the church of God. For, that, for those who do not know, uh, in the Bible, you have the church of God in the Old Testament, and you have the body of Christ in the New Testament. Say that with me. We have the church of God in the Old Testament and the body of Christ in the New Covenant. Okay. When you understand that, you understand why so many people' minds are really messed up because they are teaching on the church of God and trying to tell the body of Christ the revelation. You don't understand. The church of God was taken out. Jesus came back and got the church of God. That's why you have the book of Revelation. But anyway, uh, that's another thing. Now, let's get into the word. I need that on the word, okay? So for Paul said, I'm jealous over you with God, the jealousy I have espoused you to one husband. Now, he's talking to the church of God. I have espoused you to one husband. And you will know what that means. The word espoused means I have put you apart. God has separated you for Christ as a chaste version to Christ. That's what he said to the church. He says, but I fear. Now, here's his fear. I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve. Now, what word did he change in the new covenant, which is the same word that he did in Genesis 3.15? The, the woman, in verse 13, I'm sorry. She said the woman did what? The woman said the serpent did what? Beguiled. The serpent beguiled me. So he's using this word, how the serpent beguiled Eve, but he told us how it happened through his subtility. How he did it? Through his subtility. All right. So he deceived her through his subtility. Okay? I'm going to give you a lot of words for that. It says, now, then he's going to say, 
Verse 3 again, I'm not gone, I'm still there. She says, so show your minds. Show your minds should be corrupted. So you can see what happened to her. By her eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it corrupted her mind. But it corrupted her mind, watch this, from the simplicity that is in Christ. Because the only way you can be saved is to hear and believe Christ's death, bed, and resurrection. Say it with me. The only way you're saved, you have to believe the message. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Right? See, that's the message. That is the gospel of Christ. All right? Now, I want to I show you in verse 4 what Paul said to this woman. He says, for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom, you have not, whom we have not preached, Paul preached Christ, see? whom we have not preached. He says, or if you receive another spirit, uh, which you have not received, or another gospel, see, which you have not, have not accepted, you might as well bear with him. So he's telling, telling this church this, but let's look at that in the NLT. The exact same verse, 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4, just those two verses. We're going to be doing a lot of teaching out of the NLT today. All right, just another translation. NLT means what? The New Living Translation. Okay, that's just another translation. But on our system back there, thank God, Minister Hayes, that uh, he got us hooked up so we're able to put all our translations up whenever we want them. So but what's what Paul going to say to this church? He said, look, I feel that somehow you, your pure and undivided devotion to Christ, your, your pure and your undivided devotion for Christ will be corrupted. See, so it's one thing to give your devotion and your service to the Lord, but is it corrupted? And the enemy, the enemy's job is to make sure he corrupt your service to the Lord. Okay, now watch what he says again in NLT. He said, but I fear that somehow your pure and your undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted. See, just like I can drink this water, but if somebody puts some stuff in it that don't supposed to be in there, they could corrupt it, all right? Just, then he's going to say, just as Eve was deceived. But she was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. So our job today is to see what he's talking about. The next verse, verse number four in the NLT, the next verse said, Here, this is what you do. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you. See, if you're going to get corrupted, you're going to get corrupted from right here, from the man or the woman that stands here. So he says to the church, he says, you happily put up with whatever anyone tell you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you receive, or a different, key, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believe. See, that's why you got to know when you go to church what you believe. Let me show you that Romans chapter 1 and verse number 15, 16, 17. And then we're going to go from there to uh, the new covenant. I'm going to show you another Ephesians 1, 13. So you want to write those two down. Romans 1, 15, 16, 17. And then from the book Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Just those two verses. Now all of this is going to be on DVD and it's going to be on CD. So you can always buy a CD after service. You have the whole hour, or you can buy a DVD, and you got the whole hour, okay? But you must understand 
that the enemy wants to deceive you. So you have to understand how, how did he, if I can find out how he deceived Eve, how did the serpent deceive Eve, if I can find that out, then I can understand that I could be deceived and don't know it. Now, he says, I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civil world and the rest of the world to educate and educate alike. I, I'm, not in, I'm not in the same book. I'm in the same verse, but somewhere else. No, no, I'm, my point is, I'm asking for what chapter? Now, what I want now, Romans 1, 16, start with verse 15. Romans 1, 15, 16, 17. Then I say Ephesians 1 and what? 13 and 14. Okay, that's what I want. Now, you can do it in the NLT any way you want to do it. It's okay with me. Oh, here we go. So much as in me is, in the King James, Paul says, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. And then he's going to tell you what his gospel is. Verse number 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What is his gospel? gospel. What gospel we preach here? Now, what does it mean to say the gospel of Christ? Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So you have to know what the gospel of Christ is. That means Christ died for us. He was buried for us. He died for our sins. He was buried for us, and then he was raised again for us. See, he did everything for us. God did everything for us. So we don't do nothing today to be saved. We hear and believe to be saved. So when you go to a church that tells you you got to do something to be saved, then that is religion. That's what Paul is telling them. All right? So Romans 1, 16, again, told you I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God on the salvation. This is how you save. It's the power of God to save your soul, see? To everyone that believed it, whether he's a Jew also was a Greek. This is how your soul is saved. Then he told you in verse number 17, because when you preach the gospel of Christ, therein, when the gospel of Christ is preached, the righteousness of God is revealed. You can't get the righteousness of God revealed unless you preach the gospel of Christ. Let me say it again. The gospel of Christ is only revealed, uh, righteousness, I'm sorry. God's righteousness is only revealed when you preach the gospel of Christ. All right, for therein is the righteousness God revealed from faith to faith, as written, the just shall live by faith. All right, now let's move on. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. That's where you're going. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. It says, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. Now, I'm telling you that God already saved you, but they use the word saves, in which he does but you were saved at the cross. All right, in Ephesians 1, 13. In whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth. So he's telling you, you can't be saved unless you heard the word of truth. See, deception means that somebody can just come into church on a Sunday morning, never preach Christ, is not a minister of the gospel of Christ. God did not give them the message to preach, and they just said, everybody can stand up right where you're at now and receive Jesus Christ and you're saved. You've just been deceived. You cannot be saved until somebody preached the gospel of Christ, if you heard what he says, in whom also after you trusted. After you heard the word of truth, that's the gospel of Christ. Another word for the gospel of Christ is the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. He's telling you, listen, this is how you get your salvation, your soul saved. This is the gospel of salvation. In whom also after you believed you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So that's how you got the Holy Spirit after you believe. 
which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the personal possession, until the praise of his glory. This is how you save. So you always want to make sure you got the word to know how you save because there's always somebody out there tell you, well, this is how we save. And the only thing they're going by is what somebody else told them of their church. You know, I talked about this morning that I'm going to say, I've been in ministry 40 years. I've been listening to the word before I've been in the ministry. So I'm going to say over 40, a little over 40 years ago, it's when we came in with all of these new, these new doctrines, these new ways to be saved. And so you're going to have to understand that uh, every church got their own doctrine, their own teaching. And so what you have to understand, the reason why we don't fellowship with that church is because that church believes you're saved in water baptism. And if I took you in and let them come here to preach to you and we go there, then you're going to be like, wait a minute, Pastor, they believe you're saved by water baptism. We believe we're saved by grace. Why are we fellowship with them? See, the Word of God told you not to, and I'm going to show you in the Word of God. Amen. Told you not to. But see, what we do is that's how we get our mind. That's what happened to Eve. Okay? Find out how did she get, how did she get the seed, you see? So that's why you don't do that. I mean, a person preaching Christ to be Christ crucified to be saved. Okay, let me show you that in 2 Timothy. Let me show you that in 1 Corinthians uh, 2 and 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. Uh, we're going to get into the word. I'm just, we get there. 2 second, second, uh, Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1. Now we're going to read down at least verse 5. Watch what Paul going to say. I, brother, when I came to you, I came not with ex excellency of speech or a wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Now the testimony of God is the death, death, and resurrection of Christ, which is the word of truth. Okay. I determine not to know anything among you. Watch what Paul says. I determine not to know anything among you. Here it is. Save Jesus Christ and him what? Crucified. I don't want to know anything else. Because, see, they just got through asking him in the next chapter about water baptism. In that first chapter, they asked him about water baptism. We'll go back there in a moment. First Corinthians chapter 1, we'll go back there, verse 15. But here, let's stay here. He said, I determine not to know anything among you. Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Then it says, I will with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words, enticing, see, enticing words of man wisdom. See, man wisdom has enticing words. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now watch why Paul shall preach to you the gospel of Christ. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. See, if, if, when I leave this book, you leave me. See, that's what happened with people. The man is walking the pulpit back and forward, and he's just telling them what he wants to tell them. And the book is closed. A lot of people, they have a little old Bible. Every now and then, they open up and say, see the Bible, and they'll put it right there. They're not preaching you no Bible. All right? See, you got to understand that, because that's for your salvation. All right. Now, I'm not saying that person don't know the word of God to quote the word like that. That's fine. If you quote the word like that, go to it. That's okay, you know, but the key is you can't be telling me over there in John, over there in Mark, over there in Luke, over there, over there where about. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting up here, don't know nothing about the Bible, you keep telling me over there. Okay, now, uh, this is the key, that your faith, your faith 
Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of God. Your faith will not stand where? In the wisdom of God. Where your faith supposed to stand? If you're going to stand in the power of God, right? Well, I just gave you Romans 1.16, the gospel of Christ is the power of God. Go back to it, Romans 1.16. See, your, your faith got to be in the power of God. Well, what's the power of God? The gospel of Christ. See, that's why he said Romans 1.16. Those two verses go together. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God, Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes it, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Romans 1.16. Thank you very much. All right. Now, that's the gospel of Christ. So your faith got to be in the gospel of Christ or in the power of God, which is the gospel of Christ. All right, now, let me take you to another, another place. Because I told you, how did the, how did the serpent deceive Eve? This morning, I gave you uh, Genesis 3.15. I gave you 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse 1 through verse 4. I gave you 1 Timothy 2.14. I gave you Ephesians 4.14 and 15. I gave you some other stuff, but I'm not going to be able to go back there at this time. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to go to the NLT, 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 4. We're on our way. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 4. There's, there's some definitions that I want, I want to give you. I gave you this morning one of them. But he said, but therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Well, we're in the King James. That's okay. Let's keep going. And verse number 2. Okay, just, but we have now renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation, watch what he said, but by manif manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves in every man's conscience, see, in the sight of God. So we have to give account what we're ministering because we got to make sure people are not deliberately not saved because of us, every man's conscience. Paul says, uh, in the sight of God, but if our gospel be hid, Paul says, is hid to them that are already lost. So you have to understand that if you're not saved, you're lost. And there are a lot of people think they saved and they lost. And I'm going to show you today, I'm going to give you a definition of the word. I want you to write this down back behind the scene because uh, you got to be able to keep up whoever you are back there. All right. So when I give you the word, I'm going to go to a word called deliverant. Okay, we gave you a word, delivered. If you're saved, if you've been saved, that means you're what? Delivered. You're delivered. And you're going to have to not, you're going to have to not deceive yourself. Going to church don't make you saved. You're saved when you're delivered. All right? Now, let's go back to the word. Uh, it says, in whom the God of this world, watch what he done. He blinded the minds of them which believe not. So when somebody don't believe the word, they mind been blinded. Now, I'm going to go back to show you the definition of a lie, and I'm going to show you that's how Eve was deceived. She believed a lie. She believed a lie. Now, it's one thing for somebody else to deceive you, but another thing for you to deceive yourself. Because when you are not saved, you can't live right. You have to understand, you can't live right, you have to be delivered. Uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. See, we just think we go to church, be okay. No, you go to church so you can get saved. See, don't go to church all your life, but you never got what you went for. Amen. 
You're going to church to get saved, so that means you can't keep lying to yourself. You know when you need deliverance? When you are saved, you're delivered. That's the same word. Okay, um, um, just keep that up there so I can. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, once again, he tell the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine under them. For we preach not ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servant, for Christ's sake. Okay, so he's, giving, he's taking you into the word of God. This morning, we're we, we going to get into some things. Now, there, there are a couple of things that I want to make sure we do in the, in the NLT. I thought those were so good, uh, and we're going to do them over today. Now, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to, uh, put this word down. Let me give you a definition for it. And that the word subtility, remember he did it through his subtility. We showed that in 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. So we want to put down the word cunning. I'm giving this to the person in the back. They know who I'm talking to. The word cunning. Now, cunning implies to the use of an artifice. Now, artifice is A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E, artifice. It's a short definition for artificial. See, see what happened is you can have artificial salvation. You think you got the right thing. Cunning implies to the use of an artifice to accomplish the purpose to accomplish the purpose. So they're using something artificial and they think it is accomplishing the purpose. See, when, when he, 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 he cunning means the act of using strategic, which is strategist, to accomplish a purpose. See, they're using a strategy to do it. That's why a lot of people don't understand how the enemy in, in the work. They use it to deceive using skill and craft and don't understand that's deception. Because when you use something like craft and artifice, you do it with skill and labor. That's not the Holy Spirit. And what you have to understand is the word artificial. And a lot of people don't know the word artificial, how it, how it operates. That's why when you get something that's artificial, it's man-made. You can buy orange juice, and it can say 100% orange juice. At the bottom, it'll say, some of y'all know, from concentrate. Now, when something is concentrated, it's chemically made. They made it in a laboratory. See, they made orange juice. Orange juice didn't come from the tree. But it was still orange juice. And they put 100% orange juice, pure orange juice, 100% pure orange And at the bottom there says, from concentrate. So when you're going to drink orange juice or any kind of juice, you want to look at the word concentrate or not from concentrate. Because when it's not from concentrate, it's come from the, from the tree, it's pure. All right? That's what you got to understand the same way from the word. So if I'm getting a word from the Lord, or is it being artificially made up? Every pastor have to answer that question. Because if I'm not getting the word directly from the Lord, then I'm making it up myself. 
I'm corrupting the word of God before you get it. I just said this the other day, and I'm, I'm, I, I know this was seemed like a low blow or something like that, but I just don't want people to fall into something that I was in. Before, when God called me 40 years ago to ministry, 40 years ago to ministry, I was already in the church going to Bible class, but 40 years ago I began ministry. And at that time, uh, I smoked marijuana. At that time, I tried other things I shouldn't have. I don't know how to do them. I was that dumb. Thank God I was dumb. But anyway, you know, you, got, you go out to people, they say, you want to try, you know, I got with some guys and started smoking marijuana, and that lasts about three and a half years of my life. I never forget that, and I thank the Lord for delivering me. He had to absolutely deliver me, and that's why I'm dealing with the word deliver. If you don't allow the Lord to deliver you, then you have not been delivered. Amen. You, you, you don't understand, you understand, uh, uh, we're in a system right now where deception is so real. I just told you this morning that right here on uh, the Glenwood Plaza in Pontiac, they're going to be making in the Glenwood Plaza in Pontiac uh, a place where they're going to absolutely grow and make marijuana. They're going to turn that whole shopping center in there where they absolutely grow and make marijuana of all kinds. See, people, see, we, if we don't, if we don't uh, warn you, you would think it's okay. See, people don't be deceived when somebody tell me that, oh, I can smoke marijuana as long as I got license. Because now it's medical. It's medical marijuana. So I need this to sleep, or I need this to whatever. I need it. Look, listen, let me tell you something. It's still getting high. Now you can go, you can, you can go through all of the cookies and the candy and the, they got it all. But it's still getting high. Now, my, my point, my point is this. Don't let the enemy deceive you and turn you into a drug addict. So you don't understand. Drugs is contagious. And once you start doing drugs. You're going to want, that's just like, just, just like uh, when my wife had her, her surgery, they gave her, I think, 10, 10 pills? Uh-huh. About 10 pills, because it's like you take one for the next three days or something like that, because that pain going to be so bad, you're going to need these for the next three days. But the key is, some people want them after three days. And they don't understand, they like that feeling. And they don't understand that, you got to understand, this is where we had one of the greatest uh, opioids death rate in the history of America because people began to want that for pleasure. And it, and it will kill you. Drugs will kill you. There, there is an overdose, there's a, you, you, got, you had too much. And there's no control. You don't, you don't know. You don't know. There are drugs today that they have in these cookies and candy and all of this stuff they have that can take you out. I'm talking about literally take you out that you don't even know what happened. Because you OD'd. So, because you don't know what's in there. There are drugs that can, they can rub on your hand and you can be high all day. 
Never, never, never slip. Just, just put on your hand every now and then. See, they, 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 now they, they big time in that stuff. They learning how to do it. It's a market, billions of dollar market. All I said to you is don't be deceived. If you got a problem where you got to have something medically, then you make sure you need to deal with it from a medical sense. But also don't deceive yourself. It doesn't mean that a doctor can't give you things. He can give you an aspirin. He can give you something else. It still comes from the pharmacy. But don't abuse it. That's what you got to understand. Some people go on and use it for being high. Let me say something to you. If you smoke marijuana, everybody around you know you smoke marijuana. Let's, let's just get that out of Listen, we all been there and done that. But the key is don't think nobody know but you. You, you know, it's just like, ain't nobody know. I used to go out for lunch. I used to go out and smoke my lunch, you know. And then, and then I come back in the plant. I'm with all these guys, and we getting down. and say, man, where, where we at? Where we got? They just look at me and says, you need to stop. Because they smell me. See, we think because we went out and we sprayed our hand and we washed our hand and we cute, 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 cute. <laughs> we okay? No, you okay to you. But once you come in a building, that's why I tell people, if you smoke and you serve in the church, I can't tell you what you do when you're not here. But if you smoke, don't smoke in the car and then come out of the car in the church. Everybody going to smell you. You just got through smoking. It's not like it's going to go away because I had some good stuff. And That's all I'm saying. And then your children, clothes will smell like smoke. So you don't understand. It doesn't just affect you. So, but you got to come to a place that don't be deceived because you allow some things in your life and you think it's okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm, not your, I'm just your pastor. Don't just think you can do things and it's okay, you know, uh, for the conscience sake. Then we, we go over here and say, Timothy, drink a little for your conscience sake. You know you ain't drinking no, you ain't drinking enough for no conscience. Often infirmity. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you what I did. This is, this is good for the soul. I, I had a person who told me, and I'm not going to look at him because they gave me some good advice. And they told me, said, Pastor, you really need to get that stuff out of you. And say, I'm going to give you a good remedy, but you're going to have to put some bourbon with it. Now, <laughs> listen, listen at me. The hardest thing for me to do was go buy the bourbon. As a pastor. Because I know just as sure. Mr. <laughs> Ball, just as sure as I'm in that line. And I got this big ball in my hand. And I'm going to walk to the cash register. Somebody from Door Faith. He goes to say, Pastor Crump. And what am I going to tell him? That was my whole thing. And I'm going to say, this is for my often infirmities. But I couldn't say it. My, my point was, my point was, the stuff made up cleaned me out, got rid of my cold. But I shouldn't be in the bottle tomorrow. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, what they told me was good. And I mixed it with the, I can't tell you the remedy because I don't even know it all. My wife knows what I'm talking about. But all this stuff 
honey, honey. Now she gonna and she gonna act like she don't know nothing about this. Honey, honey, lemons, red, red onions, lemons, honey, lot some kind of canine peppers, all kind of stuff. But it was a mixture. But I'm gonna tell you, it cleaned me out, and my cold left. So that worked out for me. But I should not be caught with the bourbon bottle tomorrow. Everybody got that right. Right, that's all, that's all that means. Okay, now, let, let's, let's go to work. Now, when I told you about the word truth, I don't know if they have the word uh, that I asked for earlier about the word save. The word save. Okay, it's, it's the same word as deliver. Okay, I gave you another word about, about lie. I gave you the lie because this is what happened to her that the enemy lied to her. Now, you got to understand something. When the enemy come to you, you have never done this before. You, you're living for the Lord. That's usually what happened. Here Eve was in the garden, and here come, this, here come the, the, the serpent. His job is to get you from where you are and get you corrupted. And you don't, if you don't watch yourself, you'll keep doing that and say nothing wrong with it. See, I played, I did it for three years. But I had to come to a place to realize, you know what? I can't keep living this life. Because God had called me to ministry and I was going down to seminary with some guys because I want to know what I minister. Because I want to be around somebody else, you know, like Saul did, and I'll find out what I, who I am. And, uh, but anyway, here was the part. I had to find out for myself. And I said this to the Lord. I said, Lord, I cannot do this and you gonna use me in ministry. I, 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 just can't, I just can't do ministry and that. If you want me to be in ministry, you gotta deliver me. Amen. Cause I am not gonna come, I'm not, I'm not, and then I mean that's the kind of life I live. Right now, 40 years I've been in ministry, that's the kind of life I live. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you something that God did, didn't do for me. This is what God did for me. I used to smoke cigarettes. Not gonna name it, I don't give the people no credit. You know, but I, I smoke cigarettes. I smoke marijuana. And different, but, but I could not go into ministry doing this. Because first of all, you're gonna find out sooner or later. I don't care how good you are in hiding your stuff, sooner or later. You know, when, when I, I got so, I told the Lord, I said, you know what? I'm throwing it all on the road. My wife will tell you, we turned to the Lord, we took everything out of our house and turned, I'm talking about everything. I, I even put the bowling balls on the road. <laughs> now you know I had to be dumb, don't you? That was a good bowling ball. And you know what? And soon I did, people came by and got the whole thing. I'm going like, man, they, I shouldn't have put them out there. I don't want to give people my bad habits. I didn't know what nothing wrong with the bowling ball. But that's where I was. And the Lord said to me, I never forget this. He said, you have some roaches, what we used to call them, in the garage <laughs> up there. And I'm going like, man, he know where everything is. <laughs> <That's my laughs> that was my stats, right? <laughs> so I had to go get that, put, dump that in the thing, take it off. I said, Lord, anything else? Well, I used to, I used to keep these little bottles because everywhere I went, I, always, I didn't drink alcohol like that. It, was, it would eat me up. I can't handle it. 
when I collect these little bottles, little skinny bottles, souvenirs, everywhere I went. So I had, my wife knew I had a whole shelves of them because I kept every state. And the Lord said, you don't need them no more. I'm going to write to my souvenirs. You don't want to throw away these souvenirs. I don't drink them. They said, okay, because he's going to win anyway. So I had to absolutely clean my house out, everything that I thought that, that, that was against my life. And I said this to the Lord, Lord, help me never do this again. I'm a witness. God will take the taste out your mouth. God will deliver you, and you don't need that no more. If you for real. When you get to a time when you, you got to be for real. If not, you're going to keep deceiving yourself. Listen, throwing away the cigarette pack, I've done that one. And going back, get a new pack. That, that they don't make no difference. How many threw a pack away before? We threw the pack away. Tore them up like they, the, little, the turkey do on television. <laughs> Throw them in the garbage. How many saw the turkey? That turkey thought they were delivered. They could get their little kick. <laughs> hey, we did all that. But when, but when we wanted a smoke, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, we're going to get them cigarettes. So, because you were delivered. Now, when God delivers me, I go to the store, I go anywhere, I don't want that. Once you're delivered, you don't want that no more. You don't lust for that no more. Now, when you are saved, you've been delivered. So, understand something. Salvation is not just I'm born again. That's good. The Holy Ghost comes inside of me, born me again. But why did he come inside of me? To deliver me. And if you don't allow him to deliver you, you will grieve the Holy Spirit. No, you're not. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God lives inside of you. I never forget what the Holy Ghost said to me. He said, Earl, if I wanted a, a, a smoke in my house, I would put a chimney on it. You're serious, aren't you? But see, the key is, you got to understand something. God lives here now. And you can grieve and quench the Holy Spirit when you do things like that. So that's all I'm saying to you. This is his house, and he wants it taken care of. Just like Adam was in the garden, Adam's job was to do two things. Do anybody remember? To keep it. Dress it. There you go. So his job was to keep the garden dressed. His job was to make sure he, this other guy didn't come in. See, Adam, the enemy came into the garden. It was just like it was when Jesus Christ died on the cross. Guess what the disciples was doing when the enemy came got Jesus? Sleep. Jesus told them, watch and pray. That you're in or not in temptation. I'm going to pray. You do the watching. Jesus went over here and prayed in the garden, and all of a sudden, here come guy with soldiers and lanterns. What happened? They weren't watching. And took the Lord away from them, took the word because they didn't watch. So you got to understand something. You have a responsibility to the Lord, to God, the word, or God in your life. 
Okay, let's, let's move on because I got I to gotta go. Go to 2 Thessalonians. Now we back to the NLT. We're going to go to 2 Thessalonians. And I want to show you this uh, in the NLT. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 through 11. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 through 11. And I'm going to show you that you are saved because you hear the word of God and believe it. I told you last week that the Lord has already come for the church. So you need to get last week's teaching. But when he came, he destroyed the devil. Now Thessalonians is picking it up right here. That's, I'm just, I'm not able to go through all of it. He says, then the man of lawlessness, of King James used the word, the man of sin, will be revealed. Now remember, Jesus, I gave you last week, he already crushed the serpent head. But before, when the Lord came, the Lord would slay him with the breath of his mouth. So we already know the Lord took care of him. And, and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. So when the Lord came, he destroyed the serpent because the serpent was sitting in the temple. So we know there's no temple in Jerusalem. We, we, we smart enough to know that. And the one that's there is not for the Jews. They all use it, but it's really for the, uh, the other people worship and not for the Jews. Jews, you outside on the bricks. You watch TV all the time, you see it. And they always talk about, well, what we're going to have to do, we've got to find a place to build this temple. Well, you're not going to tear that one down. <laughs> you see? Because that's going to be a war, right? <laughs> Am I the only one living in America? <laughs> right. You can look on your, look, you can Google this on, 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 uh, on television. What do you call that red button on there? You, you thank you. Just, <laughs> just hit YouTube and go on TV and just say Israel. Boom, everything about Israel on YouTube. Free. You got to get away from all my children, another world. They ain't going nowhere. You've been watching that 50 years. Man, that's why I tell people, Rachel has been on there ever since I was a child. I'm serious. What's her name? Erica. Erica has been on there ever since we were a child, wasn't she? Wasn't she? Erica. Wasn't Erica on there when you was a child? Ah, come on. You know that. I don't know what her name is. Still watching, still watching. 50 years that woman's still on there. Move on. <laughs> come on. The man will come, this man of sin, he will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit. Is that word counterfeit? Yeah, that's the same way it was. I told you about the orange juice. <laughs> counterfeit power, signs, and miracles. Because that's all he operates in. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. See, you, they on their way to destruction. That's the, he's the reason you're going there, see? Because they refuse, here it is, to they refuse to love and to accept the truth that will save them. See, only the truth will save you. And the truth is the gospel of Christ. It's called the word of truth. So that's the only thing that will save you. Jesus died, buried, and raised again. That's how you say. So God will cause them to, to be greatly deceived. That's how it happened with them in the last before the Lord came. They will believe these lies. That's what happened with them. I'm just waiting for you to follow me. I'm already, that was verse 11. That's, is that fourth I'm going? Yeah. Okay then. Now, I need to go to uh, 
something else I told you I want to go to. I went to Galatia. Let me do Galatia quickly. Galatia chapter 1. This is the NLT now. Galatia chapter 1, 6 through 9. And I gave you Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. NLT, please. We're going to stay right there. Now watch what Paul going to say. Paul said, I am shocked that you are turning away as soon from, so soon from God. Now he's talking to the church at Galatia. He's already got these people under grace. And know what happened when he came back on his second missionary journey? These people are already turned away. I'm shocked, he says, that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the love and mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends, that's, that, that's the enemy, pretense. Pretend to be the good news. He said, you're not listening to the good news. That pretend to be the good news. But it's not the good news at all because the good news is the gospel of Christ. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Let God curse fall upon anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. And Paul preached the gospel of Christ. See, people are telling you you can be saved by water baptism. You can wash your feet now. You can uh, be, take communion to get rid of sin. See, you've got to understand. I'm going to take you to a couple places in the Bible. Acts 15 is going to be one of them. He said, I say again, 15 and 1, I say again, what we have said before, if anyone preached any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. That's what the word of God said, not me. I'm not in the Bible. But see, the key is people are preaching this stuff, and people don't understand. When I get to it, I'm going to show you how evil this is. That's my whole mission for the next two weeks. All right, now let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Now watch Paul going to say, we got the NLT. He says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death, watch this. For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made clear to you if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. That means you should never forget it. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Now what is he asking them? Did you get the Holy Ghost because you got water baptized? Or because you uh, took communion? Or because you washed your feet? Or because you were circumcised? No. That's the law of Moses. Of course not, he says. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message. What's the message? That's the cross. Don't forget what the message is. The cross, Christ, death, death, and resurrection. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. That's the message. You believe the message. So you receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. So people today are telling you, oh, you got to be water and baptized. You got to be baptized. You got to be feet washed to receive. What? What about the cross? See, that's what happened is Christ already came and finished, but the key is, will you eat the right tree? <laughs> Look at somebody and say, will you eat the right tree? Well, let me ask you another way. Have you eaten the right tree? Because if you have not eaten the right tree, guess what? There are some other trees in the garden. That's my next message. Eve was the seed because she ate the wrong tree. Don't fool yourself. The message that I'm preaching 
is the right tree. How many know what the right tree is? Some of y'all still ain't got it. Some of y'all still ain't got it. There were two trees in the garden. There was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then there was a tree of life. It's, I, I mean, you hear that. Uh, uh, don't you know that what two trees yet? Said it was a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil. So this person that stands here and ministers to you, the person is the tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So when you go eat, you're eating from the tree. That's my next week message. I don't know why I'm so nice to you today. Let's move on. It says, how foolish can you be, Paul says. After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you not turning or trying to become perfect by your own human effort? <coughs> Flesh. Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work as miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe, I'm so glad he says it again because he knows good and well we thought he wasn't right. But he says, because you believe the message you heard about Christ. What was the message? 1 Corinthians 15, we're going to do it again. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. We do this every service. My wife do this every service. God told me, he says, you do it every service. Those people understand they got to keep hearing. So keep doing it. If you die and go to hell, it's not going to be on fault. You just can't go to church and believe what you want to believe and think you're saved. It's not going to work. Just, just like you can't take my credit card and put it in your account and it works. Hang on. If it is, give me your, give me your card. Give me your, it just ain't going to work. You can't take my credit card and put it in your thing and put your numbers in there on my credit card and expect you to get money out of my account. It ain't going to work. They're going to lock you up. <laughs> you can take your phone and, and, and on an app and try to get money out of your own account. If you miss it two or three times, it's going to shut down. How many know what I'm talking about? They'll shut you down. And you go back there with that same thing again, they're going to report that you, somebody's going to be over there talking, knocking your window. <laughs> How y'all know who I am? They know. Here, here, here's the message. Here's the message. The message about Christ. Here it is. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, Paul says, which also you have received. He preached, you receive. And wherein you stand, number three, by which also you are saved. Now that is so plain. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, Paul says, unless you have believed in vain. Believe in vain means you believe the wrong message. For I delivered you, first of all, that which I also received. Here it is, number one, how that Christ died for our sins. According to the scripture, we know how he died. He died on the cross. He was crucified, right? And that he was buried. That's how God got rid of your old man. Let me say it again. That's how God got rid of your old man. I'm not talking about your husband, your wife, or your ex-old man. Don't go tell your, don't tell your guy. Say, God said, you got rid of my old man. He got rid of you. That ain't what I'm talking about, Okay. 
talking about your old self. And that I was, and that he was buried. That's how he got rid of your old man, Adam. And he rose again from the dead according to the scripture. So that's Christ's death, being resurrection. That's the gospel. That's how you say it. Your faith must be in Christ, death, being resurrection. Okay, now, what else did I give you? Did I give you anything else? Acts 15.1. That's what I tell you to go to. Now, we're going to do it in the NLT, right? If that's what I got. While Paul and Barnabas was at Antioch in Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began. Remember, they came from Judea from the church over there with the church of God. Okay? They came over here to Antioch, which was the church where the Gentiles were. Okay? That's what was happening. You got Peter, James, and John church over here at the church of God where they still water baptized and they still had uh, foot washing and all this other stuff. That was Peter, James, and John church, church of God. Over here at Paul, they didn't baptize because Paul was apostle of the Gentile. Let me just show you those two things before we get that, before we go there. Let me take you to, let's show you, show you that first. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1, that's what I said, 15, remember that? 1 Corinthians 1, 15, we're going to read that because Paul did not baptize. And, and Romans 11, 13, so if we get a chance, you can flash that up there. You can go there and come back. Romans 11, 13. Just show them the Apostle Paul was the Apostle of the Gentiles. You have two different churches here. You're going to write down some else in case I get a chance to go. That's Galatia 2, 7. I know I'm taking you through a lot back there, but just write it down. Hallelujah. Am I all right? Am I all right there? All right. Now, 1 Corinthians... Romans eleven thirteen. 13, for I speak to you Gentiles. Remember, you had Jews and Gentiles. That's all you had during the days of Paul, Jews and Gentiles. So I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. So Paul was the apostle of Gentiles. He was not the apostle to the Jews. Look at Galatia. Right from there, let's go to Galatia 2, 7. Let's go and get through with So in Galatia 2, 7, Peter, James, and John were the big wheels. I can call them the big dogs. The big dogs from, from, from Jerusalem, and you have Paul, Silas, and Barnabas, and Timothy, and Titus, and all these guys. They were the, the big dogs over here from Antioch. I remember, but these guys over here, they were the big dogs, but they had all the long robes on, and, you know, that kind of stuff. The big dogs from Jerusalem, which you ain't allowed. Gentile ain't allowed over there. Okay, so, but contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, now remember the guys I'm just going to say over here were Gentiles, they weren't circumcised. Because they didn't have a covenant with God through the Old Testament. Abrahamic covenant was called a covenant of circumcision. So, but contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, the gospel of grace and gospel of Christ were called the gospel of the uncircumcision. And the gospel of the circumcision, talking about Peter, James, and John group, was under Peter. These guys over here have been circumcised. They had a covenant with God through the Abrahamic covenant. The covenant of circumcision guarantees you all the blessings if you've been circumcised. So these guys over here, if they wanted to, they could become a Jew, just be circumcised, dressed like a Jew, wear, get them a beard, everything. They could go over there and be a Jew. Nobody knew it. Because you got to be a Jew through circumcision and obeying the Abrahamic covenant. Okay? That's how you got to be a Jew. But it's not that way no more. In Christ, there are no Jew, Gentile, born and free. We all want in Christ. All right? Now, let's keep going. 
Where am I at? 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 1? No, we're doing, we're doing 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 15, start verse 15, 16, 17, that kind of stuff. That's where we're at right now. Then we go back to uh, Acts 15, 1. That's what we're going to go back to. Now, I, now, you need to write that down. We're going to go back to Acts 15, 1. Okay. I thank God. This is Paul saying to the church because they was, these people was, want to know about baptism. Now, we're going to show you why in a minute because the Jews thought that the Gentile had to be baptized to be saved. And Paul going to say, I thank God I baptize none of you. This is the pastor of the church. I thank God I baptize none of you. Then he looked around and said, well, I baptize Christmas and Gaius, lest I should baptize, see, I baptize in my own name. Then the next verse says, verse 15, we're going we're gonna to rule. And I baptize also the household of Stephanus beside, I know not whether I baptize any other. Now, this is a man who was for the save, for your salvation. Christ sent me not to baptize. See, that's to the church, of, that's to the, to the, to the church at Antioch where we're Gentile. Christ did not send me to baptize. See, if you want to go over here to Peter, James, and John, they were with Jesus Christ, they baptized. John the Baptist baptized. All these guys on this side baptized. So if you want to get baptized, you go over here to Peter, James, and John church. That's what people don't understand. That's exactly what happened. But if you want to be in, over here under the gospel of Christ, grace, you're saved by grace, you come on this side, you don't have to be baptized. Christ sent me not to baptize. He sent me to preach the gospel, the gospel of Christ. Not with the wisdom of words, that's the cross. He sent me to preach the cross. If I baptize, the cross of Christ is made of non-effect. Do you see that? Amen. Put that in the NLT. That's what I need up there. If I baptize you, the cross of Christ will lose its power. If I preach water baptism and try to preach the gospel of Christ, then the gospel of Christ won't have no power. That's why he's going to tell you in churches people don't have no power because they're trying to keep the water baptism and trying to preach the cross. He said, for now no one can say they were baptized in my name. Look at the next verse. Oh yeah, I also baptized the house of Stephanie. I don't know what I remember baptizing anyone else. Then he's going to say, Christ didn't send me to baptize but to preach the good news, not with the clever speech for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. So if he preached water baptism and the cross, you're not going to have no power. Why? You just divided what you're preaching. You told people you got to be saved by water baptism, then you turn around and tell them you got to be saved by the cross. The same way people tell you, if you listen to them at funerals, this is what they say. I'm going to go out here, this is in their message. I'm going to go out, no, this was in their message. In their message they says to be absent from the body. Present with the Lord. Come on, somebody. Then they'll turn around after the service, and said, we're going to put them in the ground. <laughs> and after the Lord comes, <laughs> and he's going to take them back up again. <laughs> and when the Lord comes, <laughs> and then they go out and commit the body, and then, talk, and then read 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Because when the Lord comes, he's going to get them up from the ground. See, what you say, you just told me, where's the absent from the body present with the Lord at? Do I ever get a chance to be present with the Lord? Or do I say I'm saved and as soon I die, you put me in the ground? I don't want no God going to keep me in the ground. And then you got the person that get on TBN and everybody heard this song, Can't no gray. 
hold my body down. When that trumpet sounds, gonna get up from that ground. Can't no gray. Oh, you all, we all been out there. Hold my body down. Do, 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 do. And we thought that was right. Listen, to be saved means you will never see the grave. That's what it means to be saved. Why would you want to be saved and then God going to put your soul in the ground? The Bible told you in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. The Bible told you that if this earthly house, 2 Corinthians 5, 1, if this earthly house of this tabernacle desire, we have another building. Can somebody read for me? We know that if our earthly house is time like a desire, we have a building of God. It's a house not made, not made with hand. It's eternal in the heaven, not in the ground. Amen. See, that's what you got to do. If you don't believe the truth, you're going to be deceived. Because you cannot believe both. If your faith is in Christ coming, your faith is not in Christ in here. You can't believe two things. Double-minded man is unstable all his way. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. So either you believe that Christ is in you, Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Now, if you go to a church, they'll tell you the Lord is coming. He's coming soon. And every time you have a fire in California, they'll tell you, well, you know the Lord is, it ain't long. The Lord is coming. Can't you see the sign? Because the Lord told you they're going to be burning and fire and, and earthquake and die with places. Every time something happens, they say, well, that means the Lord is coming soon. See, they got to tell you something. Them lies. Them lies. That's not in my Bible. To whom God would make all men know what's the riches of the glory of the, of the riches among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Where's Christ? In you. you. Romans Romans chapter 13, verse 5. Let's just do a couple right there. My time is. Romans 11, uh, I'm sorry, Romans 13, 5, right? No, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Get it right, Reverend, get it right. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. And then Romans chapter number 8 and 8. Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith, prove your own self, know you're not your own self, how that Jesus Christ is in you. Where is he at? In you. If he's in you, how he coming? See, you, 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 you mess with my head now. You told me coming, and he told me he's in here. Now, I know where he is in here. I know he's right here. I know, I know without a shadow of doubt that the Lord lives right here. Now, it's an awesome thing. You go to church all your life, and you ask, where is the Lord? And you look up in there. Because you don't know what the Lord is. No, you're not. That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My point is, if he doesn't live here, you're not his. Go to church all your life. Die and go to hell. Because if Christ is not in you, your soul will go to the grave. That is the first step of hell is the grave. Check your Bible out. It's Sheol or Hades mean the grave or hell. So you don't want to do that. Here, Romans 8 and 8. Okay, I got you. Romans 8 and 8, so that they that are in the flesh. 
That's why 1 Corinthians 15 told you that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But I show you a mystery. We must all change. They that in the flesh can't please God. But you, if you're in Christ, if you're in Christ, you're not in the flesh. If be so, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, if the Spirit of God, not, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If Christ be in you, then the body's dead. Remember I told you this morning, the body's dead because of sin. But now the Spirit is life. Christ in me is my life. I have received Christ. He's my life. That's eternal life. Eternal life is Christ in you. So if Christ is not in you, you don't have eternal life yet. That's why I tell people, you cannot stop doing things that's wrong if Christ is not in you. You can't stop. Now you can go watch that duck, that chick, that, that, that what that thing is, turkey? That turkey do a good job. I mean, he's, he, he's doing everything he can. And he throw them cigarettes in the garbage can and he do all this stuff and he do the little kick. But let me tell you something. If Christ is not in you, you still a cold turkey. You ain't saved. I'm trying to tell you, if Christ is not in this house, you are not saved. And if Christ is not in the house, you don't have the power to stop doing the thing that you don't like. You go read Romans chapter 7. Paul told you about that. The thing that I... He said, look, the things that I would, I would not. And the things I want to do, I could not stop. That's what he's talking about. But Because I, I found in the law, I found a law that he was present with me. He had to find out that he had to be Christ. Thanks be to God. If I do that, I would not. I, it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. He lives in here, not Christ. I find in the law that when I would do good, he was present with me. The devil lived right in the house. I delight in the law of God after the end with man. But I see another law of my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin and death, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who going to deliver me? I told you, you got to be delivered. Who going to deliver me from the body of this death? I think, oh, come on, get on your feet and do it right now. Get on your feet and do it right now. I thank God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So then with the mind I myself saw the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.